Hello, and welcome to this week's Shoot the Moon podcast, broadcasting live and direct from Revenue Rocket World Headquarters in Bloomington, Minnesota. As you know, if you tune into our podcast regularly, Revenue Rocket is the world's premier growth strategy and M&A advisor for tech-enabled services companies. Today, I have my partners, Ryan Barnett and Matt Lockhart, with me. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, Mike. Good to be with you. And, and yeah, interesting topic for sure. One that is, uh, I think, pertinent to just about anybody who would ever listen to this podcast. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's something that's near and dear to, to our heart. So today we're going to be talking about IT salespeople. So hiring sales teams and IT services companies. And uh, we're really looking at why it's important uh, when you'd like to uh, see some salespeople when you need a sales team, what kind of roles you should look for, uh, and what to make those people successful. So I'm going to start from the top and uh, play moderator here. But just in general, sales are, are, are a huge, important part to, to revenue growth and profitability. But we have talked to many, many companies and clients that finding a salesperson is in this realm, in the IT services world, is really difficult. And I'd love to hear... Mike, why don't you just kick us off? What have you seen that has been difficult for sales to really kind of get locked down in our world? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that a lot of business owners, IT services business owners, when they get to a specific, you know, size and they're starting to feel a pain, hey, we got some opportunities and some leads and some things we need to follow up on. We really need a sales organization. think that it's simply as easy as, you know, hiring someone who's got a sales pedigree and saying, you know, here's your desk, here's your phone, knock yourself out. And it really doesn't work that way. I think if you're going to begin to build a sales organization or hire a salesperson, you really have to set them up for success. And setting them up for success means they have to have something that's positioned to be easy to buy with the client. And I would say not easy to sell necessarily, but certainly easy to buy. And a cornerstone of that, and we certainly talk a lot about this in our strategy engagements with our clients on the topic, are, you know, you have to have productized offerings. And this goes back to, you know, it's very difficult in tech services and IT services to just position a solution to the problem by waving your hands or talking about theoretically how you might be able to help and then creating the value proposition for that work on the spot. So you need to build around some sort of productized offering, whether that be a wedge, as we often use the term, you know, to get in with some sort of a fee structure that's, you know, easy to buy or a variety of things that are easy to buy. You know, there needs to be a deep understanding of the customer issues, and that requires some very specific skills. Salespeople, as I've often said, selling is not telling. It requires someone to have great listening skills and to be able to, you know, really hear what the pain points are with the client and be able to then position one of those productized offerings accordingly. And then also I think, you know, you, you oftentimes it's easily – to have a sort of mismatched client need to the firm's ability to deliver. And you get into the woods on that when a salesperson kind of over commits and over positions a firm's ability to deliver. 
And that again can be, we can sort of, you know, beat that one down if you will, if you have agreement on productized offerings, because typically those are aligned with the delivery organization. So, you know, three reasons. There's obviously many more um, uh, reasons why it's, you know, difficult, if if you will, why sales are difficult in IT organizations, but really that's a sprinkling of things to start. Matt, anything to, to add on there? You know, we try to keep these podcasts to like a treadmill session, and I'm, you know, we're we're going to need to focus down because there's, oh, boy, you can we can go on forever. Yeah, let's frame. So we're we're sort of talking a little bit in the context of, you know, maybe lower middle market IT services firms that, you know, maybe have a, a salesperson, but they're they wanting to fuel that next, you know, level of growth. And they're they're kind of moving up to that that next stage. Right. And uh, but I think this applies to, to just about anyone and everyone. The idea of growth, I think. In the context of, of a sales organization and a sales and sales people really also needs to be put into the context of the overall go to market engine, which includes the marketing organization and the, and targeting the right customers and, and segmenting out your best customers in the right way. As, as many of our listeners would know, we, we really do believe also that, you know, continuing to develop a vertical approach is important as a means of segmenting and differentiating. And this idea of differentiating is can be very difficult in IT services. To a buyer, I, a lot of IT services companies, even in different segments, can look a whole a bunch alike, right? And so how do you enable in the concept of differentiation from awareness to first contacts with prospects to a sales cycle and 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 let's recognize that sales cycles in in IT services can be more complex even with productized offerings that from a first buy to growth and add-on sales and taking you know share of customers wallets because you're developing them to ongoing account management, to cross-selling, and so on and so forth. I mean, all of these need to be put together to create scale. And how do you enable the right people within that overall go-to-market engine to be doing the right things in a consistent process and a consistent language that make you more efficient and really uh, surrounding a customer appropriately. And so that sales individual is, and and maybe a good thing would be to talk about the different roles within sales, but that sales function is one of many roles in that overall go-to-market engine that needs to be applied to drive scale accordingly. I want to just reemphasize your point, Matt, which is really solid in that it's if you put a salesperson out there alone without the support of of the team, it's difficult for them to succeed, even if they have a, a an excellent Rolodex. Oftentimes, uh, we see owners of companies just be such they're very understanding of what they can deliver, 
and they are understanding of customer needs and they're able to pair those things together successfully so they're selling things that can be delivered upon. And when you start to bring a new person into the company, uh, especially when you have um, something like a custom application development firm, it's pretty easy to get out of your swim lane uh, by seeing an opportunity, but then selling something you don't actually do. And, and I think that's a little different than never confuse sales and delivery, uh, which is one of our mottos, but instead something that is really hurting delivery teams if you're selling the wrong kind of stuff. And typically owners can see right through that and understand, okay, we can do this, but a brand new salesperson or brand, something that you brought in that wasn't from an IT focused background can, can easily stumble into. Before we get to roles, I'd love to discuss, and this, this segues into roles a bit. When do you think hiring should happen of sales teams? Maybe from a revenue or size perspective. Mike, Matt, uh, I'll let either of you uh, to jump in here. Mike and I worked on this uh, many, many years ago for a certain firm here in town. But uh, two things, I think. One, how aggressive do you want to set your growth plans? Kind of how ready are you and ready in the context of enabling a sales organization and having the appropriate leadership and management in place to grow that sales organization. The, the readiness to receive an increased growth. And when I say receive, you know, don't confuse sales with delivery, but ensuring that you're going to be able to keep your quality bar appropriately high because you're going to have the people and, and the support in place. And then I think that the the last piece is is let's remember cash is king, and so you've you've got to make sure that you're you're able to continue to build that sales organization and have those salespeople in place and and afford that right. I think that some of those are the the key pieces. I think that just at a base layer, as we talk about all these enablement functions, ensuring that there's those pieces in place, or at least the start of those pieces in place, with the appropriate plan to build upon those things. So that's kind of how I'd think about it. I think with these underlying, you know, infrastructure items as they're built, you know, it certainly allows you to scale your sales with, I think, fewer salespeople, or at least ones that are more effective might be the best way to put it. And so, you know, I, I don't want to underestimate the need to have, you know, rigorous process and tools and approaches to the market, certainly a very important thing. And so it makes it hard to answer the question as a definitive, you know, you need to be this size to add salespeople or this size to add salespeople. And, and how effective those salespeople should be really, you know, by size is an open question, right? But in general, I would say that, if I had to try to, you know, tie a ribbon on it, I would say that as you get to that five to ten million dollars in sales, you know, you need to have a, a very uh, not only do you need to have processes figured out, but you need to uh, figure out also how you fortify and vet uh, the team so that you got very clear direction on process and. And I don't want to mitigate, you know, the inter intersection of marketing because certainly marketing plays a key role here. The more marketing you can uh, put in place to 
drive demand and provide, you know, additional support to the sales organization, the more efficient uh, your sales organization can be. Any other thoughts on that, Matt or Ryan? I want to just reemphasize Matt's point about cost. Salespeople come with commission plans and are oftentimes uh, some of the most expensive employees a firm will have. So it's one of those decision points where owners will often carry the sales banner uh, fairly far and and to, to the point where it can hinder it if you carry it too far. But understand that uh, if you are starting out and you're sub, let's say, two, three million dollars, you're likely going to, as the owner going to be a very uh, primary salesperson unless that's something that's just not in your bailiwick. If we think about the sales organization and the team members that are, are at it, Matt, what's a good setup that you've seen to look at a, the structure of an organization within sales? Sure. And again, kind of depending upon um, size of a firm, how many roles are in, in these different functional areas. Is, but I think that the they, what's important is to think about the functional areas within a sales organization, right? So you got sales leadership, sales management, you have business development. And so business development is those that are starting the process of prospecting, qualifying, they're oftentimes the next step from marketing and or lead generation and so on and so forth. Within the sales persona itself, you've got, you know, the traditional hunters versus farmers, right? So if you think about the hunters, these are the account executives that are taking the ball from business development, if you will, and opening up new clients, right? That's the primary function is open up new clients in a way that enables a uh, hopefully a faster growth path within those clients. And then oftentimes, and this is, I think, a, will be a good discussion, you, you, you also then have account managers. These are the individuals who, you know, sort of take off, take the handoff from uh, account executives who do the opening and they do the longer term grooming of a customer, um, potentially, you know, leveraging account management for cross selling opportunities, sort of the longer term care and feeding, if you will, function within the sales organization. And then the, the last piece that, and this is oftentimes overlooked a little bit, but is sales operations. So, especially within a larger organization that has, you know, multiple capabilities and or multiple products and or fair amount of moving parts, high velocity, ongoing development of new offerings. And so, you know, high, that sales operate, operations function for um, training, enablement, consistency, ensuring that data is in place, you know, helping to manage pipeline, all of those functions. So those are kind of the major functions that I, I see we see within effective and efficient sales organizations. Great point, Matt. I mean, I think you summed it up well. All of those functions, as well as having clarity about 
the offerings and productization and uh, intersectional marketing are all critically important. I think a mistake, you know, many IT services companies make is they don't mature the process or the offerings meaningfully enough to really ensure that the sales organization they're putting in place can be as successful as they can be. And I think by, you know, following this roadmap and making sure that you've what we'll call fortified the sales function in the business and built these processes thoroughly and these offerings thoroughly, you can begin to, you know, certainly see much higher value and production, frankly, from your sales organization. I would note here, it helps to have a role dedicated to making sure that the salespeople are ready to sell. And that includes some kind of target account list or some kind of uh, marketing related function that helps bring leads to the organization. The other thing I'd stress is that it's very, very rare that you're going to find someone that is capable of setting appointments, selling an appointment and being a client manager. Those are, those are really distinct personality types. And to try to jam all of that, all of those critically important roles or functions into one role is a, is a mistake that we often see. Get a salesperson you think that's going to do a hundred cold calls a day, going to go nail a deal done and then take care of it. Uh, one of those three things is going to get really shorted and that's, uh, that can be hindering. The other part is uh, Matt had mentioned it, farmers versus hunters. Again, big different personality types. Uh, we see a lot of companies really invest in, in farmers. And when you could do that for a long time, net new logo generation can go away. And if that happens over a, a series of years, it can, it can be a real struggle to bring someone new into the fold. And while you may have some great recurring revenue, you're hamstrung by future growth with uh, limited sales. So, Someone that is out there attacking new targets, again, a little bit person, different personality type, and is something that is critical for long-term, long-term growth. You see this so often. Now, I think that the over, especially within IT services or SaaS, or, I think there's growing recognition that you can't pile on too much or have an expectation that a farmer is going to be doing a lot of account opening and and it's just uh, their specialization in these roles. Again, this is where just having an effective method and process in place and I think is super important. But if you find those people who are really good at like account opening, and then you know, all of a sudden you bog them down with a lot of account management opportunity, you know, functions or, or responsibilities. It actually can, there's probably a whole separate podcast around how do you pay appropriate, incent appropriately to ensure that you're getting the behaviors that, that you want. But um, it's just a real limiter to growth if you're trying to put all of those functions in under one, you know, individual. Yeah, and I would add that that's a, that's a pretty common mistake, right, that IT services leaders make is they expect the team to do one person to do all the roles effectively. And it's really very rare that you'll find someone that can do that well. And so I think that it'd be important and to understand, you know, you've got to build an organization that is aligned to the 
strengths of the individuals pursuant to your plan and uh, make sure that all of those discrete roles are mapped out properly and, and staffed accordingly. And I think if that's done right, then you certainly can expect to see great success. Two things. I'll ask this one first. It's a little more tactical, but uh, most of our t- podcasts are around mergers and acquisition. If someone is going through a process of, of selling their firm, should they uh, look at hiring more salespeople or what should they do in general when it comes to the sales process in, in bringing someone on if that sale is starting or, or pending? So I think that first off, every scenario is its own scenario. So keep that in mind, right? So you can't, you can't think too much in, in just overall generalities here. But <laughs> that being said, I'll speak in some generalities. And first off, run your business and do the right thing to run your business each and every single day. Another thing to think about is, Are you selling in or are you selling out? If you're selling in, then you are going to be involved moving forward. And that makes it maybe easier to think about the timing around growing that sales organization or or not. I think another principal generality to think about is when you're thinking about selling your firm is, is what is needed to meet forecast to meet forecasted growth goals, right? Do you, do you have enough capacity in place today to be able to meet those forecasted growth goals and, and or not? Do you have gaps? And so you, you may want to add to the team and then correspondingly forecasted profit goals as well. So those are some of the things that I think generally need to be thought of in the context of when you're in that readiness to readiness phase before going to market. What I missed, Mike? Well, I think, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, making an exit, ideally you really have to have the sales function dialed in and working well, right? I mean, I often talk about how things need to be up and to the right for you to prepare to sell. And that means that you're growing, you have a solid growth trajectory, you have a mature sales function, profitable. So there's an increase in revenue and profit. I think if there's chinks in the armor on the sales side or the delivery side or really anywhere in the business, you know, it's likely you're not going to optimize value as much as you could because there's going to need to be investments made in that sales organization post-close. And that's going to come out in due diligence. And when that comes out in due diligence, then there's certainly going to be discussion about, you know, what in the heck? In order for us to get our return rate, if you're thinking like a buyer and speaking like I'm speaking now like a buyer, you're going to be like, wow, we really need to uh, hire three more salespeople in order to make our number or, you know, whatever it might be. I think it's a prudent thing to do to make sure that your your sales function as well as the rest of us uh, business is running well uh, and that you're achieving results that are, you know, meaningful. And so. You know, take the time to invest in making sure that the function is working, that the team is is producing, and then that will certainly help you optimize value. I think making last-minute changes in the business from a cost perspective that may not have proven out yet, pursuant to an upcoming transaction, probably isn't, isn't prudent to 
you know, really achieving, um, you know, your ultimate goal. So, you know, uh, every situation is different, as Matt points out. So I don't want to make this sound like it's a one size fits all deal because it's certainly not. Uh, but it, it, you have to be aware that if a buyer is looking at buying your business, they certainly, you know, most buyers don't want to come in and have to make material changes uh, to things like sales, the sales organization, uh, if they can help it. It makes it much lower risk and easier for them to model how they're going to be successful if that's, you know, already in place and not the case. Sounds good. Just to kind of wrap this up and bring us home here, in general, we've talked about a lot of things of when to hire, uh, the role of the CEO and the sales process, kind of the teams and the type of teams. Matt, let's maybe start us out, and they can hand it off to Mike to wrap it up. But uh, again, what are what are two or three things just to summarize what what we've had here to make a, a sales team uh, and a sales effort really successful in an IT services company? Understand your differentiation and map that differentiation to the the right targets and uh and make sure that everybody is is speaking a common language about that and understand kind of all of the functions that need to exist at even if they're in a you're not resourcing them fully but understanding how you are putting those functions in place and enabling and then get ready for the grind sales is a grind I mean, it's a numbers game and it's a grind. And um, those that em- embrace the grind tend to be the ones that win, and because they they're out competing and and working hard, and they're excited about their customers and they're excited about their growth. Those are the things that I'd sort of think about day in and day out as it pertains to uh, growing your business. Yeah, you know, I would echo uh, that sentiment along with, you know, oftentimes we see particular technologists that have started businesses, um, you know, sort of have a, you know, especially if they're technical, tend to have a little bit of a, you know, sales is a dirty word thing, right? Necessary evil. Um, We haven't been as successful as we'd like in sales because of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's an underlying bias that, you know, owners and leaders in IT services companies, if they have it, really need to address because there is a an approach, as we've outlined in this podcast, to be very successful with sales and IT services. And there's plenty of firms that have effectively done that. Um, but you have to be committed to, um, you know, really dialing in that, that function, uh, that process, um, invest in the right, you know, tools and people, you know, the old, you know, people process and technology argument here is really important. Um, and ultimately, uh, be prepared to, uh, uh, you know, as, as Matt outlines, you know, uh, go after the market aggressively, um, and, um, and, and you'll achieve those results. I think it's that time, Mike. I think it's that magical time. It's that magical time to tie a ribbon on it. I appreciate uh, everyone's input here, Matt, uh, Ryan, your thoughts on this. Uh, It's an interesting and important topic. 
Certainly, if you'd like to learn more, I would encourage you to visit our website at RevenueRocket.com or feel free to reach out to us at info at RevenueRocket.com with your questions, and uh, we'd be happy to answer them. So we will tie a ribbon on it. Come visit next week. Uh, we will be exploring and unpacking additional M&A topics and growth strategy topics for tech-enabled services firms worldwide. Thanks for tuning in and make it a great week.